and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters, and welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I will be your host today. And of course, I am joined by Rita Peters, who's my co-host, but she's also the Senior Vice President for Legislative Affairs. Rita, it's great to be back with you again. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's a pleasure to be hosting with you again, Andrew. And to those of you who are watching the program right now, I just want to say it's not a lot of fun to sit here and feel like we're just talking to ourselves on an empty screen. So if you're watching, drop us a comment. Let us know where you're from and you know what you're into, why you're tuning in, why you're, you're a supporter of COS. We love to see who's watching the show. And while you're at it, please send out a retweet or a share. Um, send this out, send this link out to your, your people in your, in your friend list so that they can tune in as well because we have a wonderful message at COS. We have a message of hope and we have the solution as big as the problem. And that, of course, that's an Article 5 Convention of States. So we need to grow this movement as far and as wide as possible. So mm -hmm. please go ahead and share that out. So Rita, we uh, usually the founding fathers would appeal to heaven or appeal to the divine for inspiration, for help during struggles and hard times. We saw this through the American War of Independence, and it was kind of like the revolutionary generation's reliance upon the divine to see victory and to um and to vindicate their their what they were doing to achieve liberty and to achieve a, a new america or a new country and so we're going to be talking with the massachusetts state director who is has focused in on using prayer as a way to uh as a way to humble himself and to humble the team and to follow uh, in the footsteps of our founding fathers, and we're going to talk about the National Day of Prayer and what they what the Massachusetts did um, during that event. He'll be on in just a few moments. So we have that. We have our COS now. We're going to get our audience caught up with everything Convention of States, and then we also have our Article Five trivia giveaway with COS Vice President. So let's first go over to Mike Ruthenberg, who has our Article Five trivia answer or our trivia question. Go uh, right over to you. Mike. Thank you, Andrew. Wow, what a great show it's going to be. You guys are going to get to have a conversation or at least a fireside, uh, fireside seat of a conversation with Michael Arnold. I got to have a conversation with him a little bit earlier last week. What a great man. I know you're going to enjoy what he's got to say about Convention of States and other things. And right now I'm here to talk a little Article 5, a little Article 5 trivia, and I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm pretty excited to mix it up because normally I ask a question about Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. But today I want to test your knowledge about Article 5 of another founding era document. And it just seems appropriate to give away one of these cool Article 5 hats to the person that can answer this question first. And of course, sharpen your fingers and get them on the keyboard, because not only do we love to see all the answers and the discussion that this follows when it warms people up, but those discussions that are happening in the background of this Facebook Live actually help the algorithms, 
help people to see and to discover convention estates. What a great thing to do to get involved in the conversation and to be able to expand our reach with the social media and you could get a really cool hat. Now, for some reason you don't win the hat, just go to shopconventionestates.com and you can pick up your own hat. I think it's a great hat or you can pick up one of these cool zip sweatshirts that I like to wear, especially when it's a little chilly. It hasn't quite warmed up, but it's getting pretty close. I, I love when I see people wearing Convention States stuff and I love it when people start the conversations as a result. So here we go with our question. Remember, normally I talk about the Constitution. This time I'm going to test your knowledge of Article 5 of other founding eras, founding era documents. And here it is, Article 5 of which founding era document included congressional term limits? Which one? And I'll be back a little bit later to give you the answer. Hopefully your mind is in overdrive and your fingers are typing away. And now I'm going to turn it back to you, Andrew, to get on with the show. Before we get to our interview, let's see some history being made. It's time for COS Now. Check it out. Over the past couple weeks, Convention of States activists have been surging to their state capitals in an effort to educate their state legislators about our Article 5 application. Activists held Capitol Day events in Colorado, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, California, Nevada, and Arizona. Meanwhile, the CUS Massachusetts team hosted a National Day of Prayer event with CUS President Mark Meckler and Rick Green of Patriot Academy. Just prior to that event, Mark Meckler organized a rally at the Capitol building in Texas with thousands in attendance. This rally is about doing something, and here's what I need you to do. In this building, in this coming week, they will be considering legislation that will put us on a path, it's not the silver bullet, but it will put us on a path to securing our border. Do you want them to secure our border? Ed Nugent, Laura Logan, Congressman Chip Roy, C.J. Pearson, and many more also spoke. Mark Meckler went on Alan West's podcast to talk about the How Many More rally and gave an update on COS. In this process, you are also building an incredibly educated and informed grassroots movement. Talk to us about that movement. Talk to us about the people that pulled together the Convention of States organization and how it's grown. Yeah, so we started in August of 2013, and there were just literally five of us that started. There are over five million people in support of the organization at this point. That We are building the largest, most educated, self-governing army that the United States has ever seen. These are patriots that are involved in the fight. They understand how legislatures and legislation works. They understand elections. They understand election integrity. They're involved in elections, everything from the school board level on up to congressional presidential elections. They're in the fight on pretty much every issue, the Second Amendment, the border, you name it, they're involved. And we give them the training, sophistication, the backing, the resources. They go out and do the work. In a recent podcast, constitutional attorneys Mark Levin and Jenna Ellis talked about their support for Article 5 and the Convention of States movement. Mark, I, I really appreciate you joining because a lot of my listeners have um, asked questions and want to talk more of the conversation of the Convention of States project, and you have long been a champion of this. So um, describe for me why you think that, th that this is a good idea. Convention of States is in the Constitution. I didn't make it up. You didn't make it up. If it was a threat to the Constitution, does anybody think the framers would actually put it in the Constitution? As you point out, the framers of the Constitution in Philadelphia 
put this language in Article 5 to allow for two ways to amend the Constitution, and both of them are very difficult by design. And now you're up to date with Convention of States. All right, Rita. That was the latest edition of CUS Now put together by Producer G. I want to give a special shout out to him, as always, just putting together such an amazing montage of what's going on around the country. I want to get your reaction. What was the the highlight that you'd like to share to our audience? Well, it's more just a reaction to the overall um, edition. And just, you know, every week we're seeing people across the nation um, step up and do the work of self-governance. They're, you know, showing up at their state capitals. They're letting their voices be heard. They're being part of the solution to all the dysfunction that's happening in our government today. So, you know, my reaction today, Andrew, is really just an appeal to everyone watching. I know that it can be really tempting to just hunker down, you know, in your own sort of daily life, you're doing your job, you're working hard, you're raising a family, you're part of your church and community, and it can just really be tempting to stop there and to just kind of push aside all of the, you know, politics and the terrible stuff going on in the country. But my appeal to you is get involved with this effort. We, it takes all of us, you know, we can't afford for anyone who really cares about America and its future and about returning to the foundational values enshrined in our constitution and in the Declaration of Independence. We, it, it takes all of us to get back to that. It's not gonna happen unless everyone's involved. So get off of the sidelines if that's where you've been and get involved in this effort because we need your help. And if you are not inspired by seeing all those people at their state capitals, at rallies, standing up, showing up and speaking up, then, you know, I don't know what can inspire you, but I'm sure inspired when I see that. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, that's very inspiring. Absolutely. Hearing the, seeing the grassroots, uh, like you said, stand up, show up and speaking up. That's always so encouraging. I, I liked Mark Levin and he's always so good and he's such a champion for, for Article 5 and for what we're doing. But he just has a way of putting things simply and just it just makes sense. I, I love how he said, um, talking about the legitimacy of Article Five and of you know, calling a convention. He says it's in the Constitution, and that's all the all, all the legitimacy that we need. It's right there. And he says he didn't write it. No one in our generation wrote it. It was written by the founding fathers. So that's even more legitimacy. And so I just love the simplicity of his argument. He always cuts right to the core of every argument and every issue. And so I loved how he, he talked about that because sometimes it can be easy for us to uh, talk about the process and, and talk about how, uh, you know, talk about all the details of the 1787 convention and talking about all of the reasons why a convention would not run away and all of the details, you can get kind of lost there. And he just goes straight to it. It's legitimate because it's in the constitution, full stop, done. And so we should use it to save the Constitution. So I just love that. And again, I want to second what you said about getting involved, getting organized. You have the power to take back the country. You have the power to reclaim your self-governance. You have to get involved. So go to conventionofstates.com. Go to the Take Action page and get in the fight for liberty. We need you. Your country needs you.
So with that, we have to go over to our guest uh, for today, Rita. We, we have uh, the uh, state director for Massachusetts, Michael Arnold, uh, waiting in the background. So joining us today is Michael Arnold, state director for Convention of States, Massachusetts. Michael, it's great to have you back on the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Andrew, and thank you very much for having me back on. And Rita, it's good to see you again. You too. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Well, uh, first, we want to talk about the National Day of Prayer. The COS team has participated in this event uh, several years in a row, and it's a, a quite a large production in Plymouth. Um, this year, unfortunately, there was a bit of a change due to weather, but you still had two incredibly huge headliners who showed up to speak. Uh, tell us a little bit about the event and how it went. Yeah, the event was originally scheduled to be held up on the hill at the National Monument to the Forefathers, but some very cold, blustery weather uh, necessitated a change of venue to a local church. And even though it was a last-minute change, we still had over 600 people show up to participate in the National Day of Prayer event. And um, we were very fortunate to, for the second year in a row, to have Mark Meckler and Rick Green come. And they were two of the highlighted speakers for the event, and uh, it was very, very well received. Michael, say that again. How many people showed up? There was over 600 people. We didn't get an exact head count because some people were coming and going, but the, the theater was full. It was standing room only at one point. That is really impressive and so exciting. You know, a convention of states action, we didn't plan this, but a team of prayer warriors started to form throughout our organization. And now there's well over a thousand volunteers all across the country who participate in that and pray regularly for COS and for America. Pictures have circulated of volunteers spontaneously kneeling in prayer at Capitol buildings across the country. And there's often prayer before meetings, whether virtual or in person. And in fact, in our core values document, Judeo-Christian values is one of the fundamental tenets. Why do you think that's become such a foundational part of our ethos to do what the founding generation did, which is to appeal to heaven? What, what do you think about that, Michael? Why is that such an, such an important part of who we are as an organization? Well, for, from my perspective, what I see with people that are joining the team here in Massachusetts is people are studying history. They're learning the foundational principles of our nation. And there's actually no better place to learn that than at the National Monument to the Forefathers, because that statue is the absolute touchstone of the foundational principles of the foundation of the United States of America. And it, when you look at that statue, it's faith is above all. And I think that we're bringing people of faith into convention estates. Um, here in, in Massachusetts, I can tell you honestly that we began to have much better results when we formed a state prayer team. And it was, it was shocking how quickly things turned around when we started every meeting with prayer. Most things we do, we start with prayer. And for the most part, the people that are coming on board are, are, Christian or at least extremely religious people. And some of the ones that aren't, as they see the, the benefits of what we're doing and the prayers that we're making, I've seen people actually come to Christ during, you know, after joining our team. And it's been wonderful to witness. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, you, before we, 
before we jumped on, we were talking a little bit about how many of our COS supporters joined, and you had mentioned that there were there were volunteers from the uh, from the Massachusetts team, from the Connecticut, Connecticut team, from the New Jersey team, from the New York team. You even said the South Carolina team. We just had such a presence there. We've had such a presence for years now. Can you tell us a little bit about um, just what this monument is like, what it's like being there? Because there's several people who probably never made it out to the National Monument to the Forefathers, and it's a beautiful, tall monument. Can you tell us a little bit about it and just what it's like being together um, kind of there for the same reason and, and doing this national day of prayer. It, it's very humbling being at the monument and uh, humble is a good starting point. Um, so when, when you're up at the monument and you walk around the statue and you learn the history of it and you realize how our country was founded and it's like, again, like I said, faith above all. I, I took Mark Meckler there, I think about four or five years ago, he came to do a presentation after I became state director and I took him up to the monument and introduced it to him for the first time. And I can still remember it clearly. He just stood there in awe, looking up at it and then slowly walked around the whole statue, taking it all in. And anybody who visits that monument, the same thing happens because you, I know people that live in Plymouth their whole lives who don't know that that monument is there. It's actually, I believe, the largest granite structure, single standing, freestanding granite structure in the country. Wow. And when you think of the principles that it espouses and, and the, the way that it developed into our country and our form of government, it's just, it's an amazing, amazing experience to go up there. Well, I happen to know that one Mark Meckler was extremely disappointed that the event didn't get to happen at the monument this year. But clearly that was the right decision to make. You had to do that because of the weather. And obviously it didn't really affect your turnout. If you had 600 people there, that's an incredible crowd. Now at Convention of States Action, we believe that our historic heritage is so important to preserve and remember so that we know where we come from as a nation. And there's a lot of history there in Massachusetts from Plymouth to Boston. Does that give you a special insight, Michael, into what we're fighting for and seeking to call an Article 5 Convention of the States? It does, uh, especially to me personally, because I, I've always said that Massachusetts has always been a thought and action leader when it comes to things constitutional within within our country. Some of the founding fathers were from Massachusetts. There were some great men and women um, from the original colony, which eventually became the state. And it's their morals and their virtues that have transcended down generation, 10 generations since the pilgrims landed. Um, the, the church that I attend in Plymouth is the last of the sister churches from the Mayflower. And we have direct descendants from many direct descendants from the Mayflower that attend my church, including the moderator of our church. His name is William Brewster. He's the 10th generation great grandson of William Brewster. And so that the history that surrounds that area just permeates everything that we all believe in. And it's great. Like I, I said to Andrew earlier, we had Maine, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, South Carolina, Texas. We had people from all over the country coming up to be together at the monument. Unfortunately, like you said, it was not at the monument, but um, Mark Meckler walked in. We had lunch before 
the actual event and Mark Meckler walked in and goes, boy, I'm glad we moved it to the indoors. So I know he was upset, but he was pretty happy at the end result. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that you still had such a huge turnout. And the important part is gathering together in prayer. And it's so mm -hmm. cool that you all did that. And you covered our organization, and our movement in prayer. To, to be in that room with 600 people all giving glory to God was just an amazing, humbling experience. It was, mm -hmm. you could feel the Holy Spirit within, within the facility, and it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Mm -hmm. We have a few more questions for you, Michael, before we let you go. Uh, I would love to hear, and I'm sure our audience would love to hear a little bit of your COS story. How did you decide to join Convention of States? And, this, and then tell us how that took you to becoming the state director for Massachusetts. Well, I, I came to the Convention of States through a kind of a strange way. I was on the board of directors of a group called We the People of Cape Cod. And that group was founded by a gentleman named Hillard Welch, whose father was Robert Welch, the founder of the John Birch Society. So I had been under the tutelage of Hillard Welch for six or seven years, and I started talking about Article 5, and Hillard was dead set against Article 5. All of the people in that group were dead set against it, but I did my own homework, and I did my own research, and I came out on the other end in favor of it. So I reached out to Convention of States actually on Facebook, asking if I could get Mark Meckler to come and give a presentation to our group on Article 5, and the national Facebook team put me in touch with Monica Sellers and I talked to her and she goes, well, Mark only does events for convention of States. So I started looking around for someone in Massachusetts doing something and there really wasn't anybody. So I told Monica that and she goes, well, we need a stake director. So tag you're it. And <laughs> I, I, I started out as stake director. I know a lot of people start out at the bottom of the rung, but I started out as stake director and there was one lovely woman named Becky up in Haverhill, Massachusetts. And she is like a sister to me. And uh, I just came on and, and faith in God and faith in our fellow man. And we've been able to accomplish good things here in the Commonwealth so far. Michael, in my family, we call what happened to you being voluntold. <laughs> and we, we at COS are so grateful um, that you were obedient to that call and my what remarkable fruits it has yielded your team has achieved some impressive feats and i know you're too modest to mention them yourself but you've hosted some of the most widely attended cos events in our history and then last year this is the one that blows me away Massachusetts became the first blue state, and I should add, it's a deep blue state, to achieve a committee victory for our Article 5 application. It was so impressive. So, Michael, tell us what's next for the Massachusetts team, and how can viewers in Massachusetts help you to achieve your goals? So what, what's next for Massachusetts is we are, we're going through the process again. Um, we're, we've been placed in front of the same committee, the Committee on Veterans and Federal Affairs. And we have had a face-to-face -face meeting with the chairman on the Senate of that committee. Um, he told us we could have 30 minutes of his time and he ended up giving us about an hour and he helped us out tremendously. Um, so right now what we're doing is we're putting together teams of block walking, which is something new to us in Massachusetts that we're gonna use 
to get into various districts of representatives, uh, the Speaker of the House in particular, to get more support, more broadly based support, and um, see if we can get further along this time. We're very hopeful that we'll get out of committee again since we got out the first time. That first committee we got through was a 17 member committee and it was 14 Democrats and three Republicans. And I use that point to point to tell everyone that this proves that Convention of States is not about the agenda of the elephant or the agenda of the donkey. It's the agenda of the American Eagle and the Constitution right. of the United States of America. And I think with that thought in mind, we're going to get further than we've ever gotten before this coming this coming legislative session. Mm. Well, I'm certainly wow. excited for that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure that, I, mean, I know you are equally as excited and so is the entire national team and the you have the entire grassroots cheering you on as well michael and your team so uh, you have to come back when you get out of committee again if that happens you got to come back and you got to share with uh, our audience about that experience and, and what it's like and how you and the grassroots team there are just doing amazing work um, but thank you for joining us today and for sharing a little bit about the National Day of Prayer and the event that you put on and just all the work that you're doing in Massachusetts. It's just, it's really inspiring to hear from you, Michael. Thank you. And God, God bless, bless you. Thank you. Could I, could I share one more thing before you let me go? Of course, there, of course. There's, go ahead, there's, ahead. A, a, there's a lady, a wonderful lady named Michelle Gallagher, and uh, she did a, a guidebook for the National Monument and last year or the year before she put it out. And this year she put out a brand new 14 day devotional called Monumental Prayers. And it's a great, great 14-day devotional to pray your way around the National Monument to the forefathers. And if anybody, and I, I got an autograph copy because, because she likes me, I think. Uh, <laughs> but if you go to monumentalprayers.com, this is a tremendous prayer resource to pray for our country. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's interested. I'm going to go get one today. That's awesome. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Well, again, uh, we'll have you back soon, and thank you for coming on. God bless you, Michael. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. God bless you both. All right. Let's go over to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer to our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew. Great, great show. I hope you were as inspired by Michael Arnold as I am. And now it's time to get back for our Article 5 question. Remember, I'm giving away this cool hat. You can see the reason why. There's a great tie in here. It's a great hat because people often might wear this hat say, what is that Article V, Article 5? And it opens up the discussion. The other thing I love about this hat is it's unstructured. And so I can stuff it in my backpack and take it wherever I want and have a hat whenever I want. I don't have to worry about crushing it or breaking it. It is a cool quality canvas hat. Anyway, if you didn't win it, then just go to shopconventionofstates.com and you can pick up your own hat any way you want. So if you recall, normally I ask a question about Article 5 of the Constitution, but today I wanted to test your knowledge about Article 5 of another founding era document. And here's my question. Article 5 of which founding era document included congressional term limits? That's the question. Well, the answer is the Articles of Confederation, a very important document. Article 5 
of the articles stated, no person shall be capable of being a, a delegate for more than three years in any term of six years. We have term limits for the president. It's time to place term limits on the Congress. Our Article 5 resolution provides for proposals on three topics, fiscal restraints, limits on federal power, and limits on the terms of, uh, of Congress, federal officials, even judges. We know that Congress will never term limit themselves unless it happens to be somebody like Tom Coburn. But the founders gave us an alternative way through an Article 5 convention. It goes one step further because we can also term limit federal officials like bureaucrats. Imagine bureaucrats who have so much power in this nation and judges. It's truly a solution as big as the problem. And we all know how big that problem is right now. Anyway, if you want to have so much power in this nation and judges, it's true to take action with us. I certainly recommend it. All those things can be done. Of course, you can learn more by going to conventionofstates.com, conventionofstates.com. Now I'm going to turn it back over to Rita, who's going to wrap us up. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the only constitutional solution as big as the DC problem. If you're ready to take your place among the Americans who are doing whatever it takes to restore the Republic, sign up for one of the volunteer roles with COS. Go to conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action tab to get started. And don't forget to subscribe to our social media accounts. Search Convention of States on Rumble, MeWe, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, True Social, and Instagram. You can listen to this program as well as Crossroads with Rita, the Liberty Update, and other legacy content uh, by going to our Convention of States podcast page. You can go to conventionofstates.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to leave us a five-star review on any of the content that you're listening to. That helps us grow the show. Check out the Battle Cry with COS President Mark Meckler. That's on at Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of COS Live. We have a country to save, so it's time for us to get back to work. Thanks for joining us. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.